G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. We are talking about award predictions, playoff predictions, some real life NBA stuff on the podcast today. Let's go. Jordan open. Chicago with the lead. Bryant. Not a game. Not a game. We're talking about practice. LeBron James with no record for human life. Everything's possible. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I am Mitch Casey and you can find me on Twitter at NBA and on Instagram at BallBoysFantasyBasketball. Not necessarily a fantasy basketball podcast today, but I am still joined by the fantasy guru himself, Callum Mack. How are you doing, man? I'm doing very well, Mitchie. How are you going? Excellent, mate. It's, uh, it's officially down to the wire. We are around the corner from NBA basketball. Super excited. We've got our draft, our fantasy draft coming up this weekend uh, at time of recording. We probably have already drafted by the time this video comes out, actually. So uh, we'll let everyone know. Uh, follow us on Twitter and, and you'll, you'll see me doing laps of victory already, hopefully. Um, we'll, we'll see how we go. Um, but today we are doing... Talking some real-life NBA sort of stuff, taking away uh, the fantasy side of things. We like to talk real NBA too, so uh, if you are normally a fantasy basketball uh, viewer, uh, welcome. This is our thoughts on actual NBA, so stick around, and we'd love to hear your thoughts too. So uh, let us know in the comments what you think about uh, predictions for playoffs, awards, and all that sort of thing. But let's let's get straight into it. Let's dive into it straight away. We're going to start with some playoff predictions, and starting off over in the East, um, I want to throw it off to you, Cal. Firstly, give me your top six in the East so that the teams that you think are going to uh, avoid the play-in tournament um, and in order, please. Okay, I have the Nets at the number one seed for the East. I then have the Milwaukee Bucks coming in second, Miami Heat in third, um, which I think is no real surprise that those top three, I will um, will say. I think most people have those top three up there. I have the Philly 76ers at four. The Celtics at five, the Atlanta Hawks at six. You know, it's so funny. Um, we we don't we don't uh, talk about these sort of things before <laughs> before we we do these podcasts. And uh, I can tell you that I have the exact same list in the exact same order. So uh, there you go. We, we we talk too much about basketball. We we've started <laughs> molding together into one mind. Um, although, actually, sorry, no, there was one difference. The, the only difference is, is I've got the Milwaukee Bucks. And the Nets flipped, so I've got the Bucks at one okay. and the Nets at two, uh, which I did consider. I, yes. I do. I'll be honest. I did consider that, but I just kind of thought, no, nah, look, I'll give it to the Nets, even with the whole Kyrie Irving fiasco. Yeah, with James Harden and Kevin Durant, it just it just breeds wins and wins, and and they got a lot of vets in their team. They're deep as well. They, yeah, they honestly have they a deep are. lineup. So yeah. look, th- that was enough. That was the reason why I like if Kyrie, I knew Kyrie was there. Of course, I'd have the Nets at number one, but uh, I just think there's a lot of distractions, there's a lot of things going on that it's just... And the Bucks, they're, they're, they're freaking good, man. I tell you, like, Giannis is an absolute beast and they just, they work so well. There's nothing going on with the team. Their chemistry is there. Uh, I think they'll be hungry to win again. I think Giannis is someone who has greatness in his eyes, so I don't think he's going to have a championship hangover personally. Um, so, uh, it's look, it's a flip of a coin. Uh, I think 
You said it's it's pretty unsettled. The top three. I think both of us having Miami Heat at number three. I, I think it's worth talking about. Um, I don't think many people. Uh, maybe maybe not. I don't know. I haven't looked at the actual odds or anything like that before making this list. But um, we've got them over the 76ers in the Celtics. Are we factoring just the Ben Simmons situations with the the Seventy Sixers by pushing them down to to spot three? So sorry, spot four. I think we are. I think we are. If um, look, if if that whole drama didn't happen at the end of the last season, he'd definitely be in the top three for me. Yeah. He would be above the Heat. But yeah. it's just the Ben Simmons hovering over that franchise until something happens, until a trade happens, and even when a trade happens, um, it might take a while to integrate that new player or players into that lineup. So for that reason, I just think Kyle Lowry fits into the Heat culture, Heat culture baby, uh, very, very comfortably. So I think he will have no problem, and it will, he's going to get some more wins for them. Jimmy Butler was plagued a bit with COVID last season, had some injuries. Um, I think he'll play more games. I think yeah. Bam Adebayo should take a step up again. So yeah. Heat for three, uh, Sixers for four is my prediction. Yeah, look, uh, yeah, I agree for all those reasons that you said there. Um, and then Boston Celtics, Atlanta Hawks, I think... Pretty stock standard. Atlanta was higher than this last year, but I think there's a few other teams that got better. Atlanta sort of just kind of stayed the same. The East is tough. I think that the East is, dare I say, I think I've said this before, the East is the better conference. I think this is a deeper conference. There's better, there's more talent on this conference in my eyes personally. Um, That might be a controversial statement, but I've said it before. I think it was last year when we were deciding the all-star teams that I think, uh, yeah, there's just, this is more talent in the East in my opinion. Um, So I think that, the Hawks moving down to six is not a reflection of them getting worse, but just the depth of the East. And I think the Celtics um, and the Heat are both going to be better this year. Um, let's move into the play-in tournament. Who have you got at the East in seven, eight, nine, and ten? All right, I'm sure we'll have some differences here. I think okay. we will. I have I have the Bulls at seven. Yes. I have the Indiana Pacers at eight. I then have the Knicks at nine and the Charlotte Hornets at 10. Uh, but I could look honestly, I think the Hornets ping depends on Gordon Haywood. Um, if he goes down, I'm taking him out and I'm, I'll put Toronto there um, for the number 10. That's, yeah, okay. uh, I could flip a coin on those two. But um, yeah, Bulls, Pacers, Knicks, Hornets for now. Look, we've got the same four. We're, there you go. We've got the same really? four, but not in the, the, the same order. Um, we both okay. have we both have the Bulls at seven. I think I think it's a flip flop for the Bulls and like the Hawks to get into that sixth spot. The Bulls have looked really good in preseason. Yes, it's preseason. We have worries about defense on that team. Uh, which is all valid concerns, but uh, they look good. The chemistry looks like it's picked it up straight away. Um, I've got the Knicks ahead of the Pacers, and I've got the Hornets also ahead of the Pacers. So I've got the Pacers in at 10. The Pacers, to me, are the most likely to drop out just because they've already got some injury concerns. Uh, new coach, so there might be some different systems and things like that. Even though I, I like Rick Carlisle, I don't think he's the best coach in the world, but he, he's he's decent. Um, and, and I too sort of had Toronto just sort of missing out, but just with, uh, I think they're, they're tr- I don't think they're necessarily trying to make the playoffs Toronto, but I think they are talented enough. OG Anobi, I'm a big fan of this year. Pascal, uh, Fred Van Vliet are all good players, but I think the Pacers just scrape in there, assuming healthy. The Hornets, I just think LaMelo Ball, he's going to take another step up. They've added a few pieces. They've got a better center in Mason Plumlee. Uh, I think that they're young and just getting naturally better from the inside, so... Uh, I'm more confident in them making at least the play-in tournament. Oh, look, I think you're doing a little bit of hate to um, the effect of Rick Carlisle, and, and that's why I had boosted up ah, the Pacers to the eighth okay. seed because that that uh, that Nate, um, was it Nate whatever Mill? his name was, 
No, it was Nate. Um, he he oh, went to the yeah, Atlanta yeah. Hawks, but yeah, it was Nate uh, Borden-Grin Boy, or something. Boysian, I think. Yeah, I can't pronounce it. There you go. Yeah. Um, he was a terrible, terrible coach. He yeah. was terrible. And and I think this had to step up as well as they had some injuries last season. Um, I think they're a pretty deep team as well, but I think the Rick Carlisle effect will uh, um, definitely be pretty positive and boost them into the eighth seed. Yeah, look, I think it's probably more of a fact that uh, Nate Bjorken, I think is, now it's come back to me, Nate Bjorken's coaching, I I wasn't a fan of either. So I think it's going from bad coach to decent coach instead of like bad. I don't think he's a great coach, but he's a decent coach. Um, so I think that they, they will see some good effects there, but yeah, I don't know. Can you, can you go, how far can you go with Brogdon, Sabonis and Miles Turner? Like, I don't, I don't know. Karis Levert's got that fractured back. We've got, uh, I don't know what the fuck's happening with TJ Warren. Um, and then, Chris Duarte, baby. He's, he's killing it. You see him in preseason, okay. putting up minutes. Old, old man on. Duarte. Old, old man Duarte. He's, he's coming and saving the season. <laughs> Uh, look, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know they, they could be higher, but yeah, I don't know. For me, they're, they're, they're still in there. I think uh, the only difference we have is, is two spots. So, um, What about the Knicks? You've got them falling all the way down to nine after reaching the fifth seed last year, even though they've added Kemba Walker. We've both got them falling, uh, funnily enough, and I think they have gotten better, um, but just not as good as some of these other teams. I think they overperformed also last year. Would you, would you agree? I think they overperformed, and I think just a lot of teams got better. Yeah. Um, so I think that's what it comes down to. In in the playoffs, Julius Randle looked pretty shocking. You, yeah. you might think that maybe some of the um, the defensive um, aspects for other team will home in on his his um, shortcomings that yeah. were pretty evident. So I think he'll take a step back. Uh, the defense on the perimeter is going to be shocking between yeah, it's not good, is Kemba, it? Quickly and Derek Rose. Um, they're not really stoppers at all. So you got Evan Fournier there, Alec Burks. Yeah. Like yeah, not a lot of perimeter defense there at all, is there? Um, you, you're really yeah, exactly. leaving it up to, to RJ Barrett, and even even he's not that good of a defender. Um, so that's that's a very very valid point. Um, it'll be interesting to see where they end up because yeah, I do think I was very shocked to see them in the fifth seed last year. I'll say that, but um, but all credit to them. They, they might they might come out and do the same thing again. So they're in the fourth seed, remember? They, they got home court against Atlanta. Did they? I can't remember. Yeah. Well, were they were they four? They they, they got home court at advantage, my man. Oh my gosh, good on you, Knicks. <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm sorry to say that I, I could easily see them outside the playoffs this year. Um, so we'll we'll see. We will see. Let's go over to the Western Conference. Uh, run me through your one through six. All right. So one through six, I have um, the Utah Jazz at number one. I have the Phoenix Suns at number two. I have the LA Lakers at number three, followed by Dallas Mavericks, number four, the Trailblazers, number five, and the Warriors, number six, sneaking in there. Okay, very interesting. We've got pretty similar again. Uh, I've got one different team in there. I've got the Denver Nuggets instead of the Warriors at six, but our top five is the same with a couple of flips. I've got Dallas over the Lakers, and I've got Phoenix over Utah. So it's all it's all pretty similar. Um, I I did I my Mavs and my Lakers. Uh, they're all they're all, I was flip flopping. Uh, I just think I'm worried about Westbrook. I'm worried about the chemistry in this team early in the season. I think they'll figure it out by the end, but I just think early in the season they're gonna they're gonna be a bit slow to start. Westbrook has looked absolutely horrible this preseason, <laughs> um, uh, and I just you know me, I'm not a fan. Uh, but like you've got LeBron James, you've got Anthony Davis, so they'll be up there. I just think early on they'll they'll take a few losses, um, and I, I'm just expecting Luca again another step forward. Um, they've got a new coach. Look, it's Jason Kidd, but f- yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's learned something with his with his stints at other other teams. But um, just a little bit of a different look. We, we'll see how we go. Talk me into you've got Jazz over Phoenix again, even though Phoenix made the way to the the finals. Are you you're thinking that's just I don't know this cruise control for the the Phoenix Suns? Even though you've got them at, at two, 
What, what's your... Yeah, least- look, I, I could like flip a coin in these guys, to be honest. Um, the Phoenix Suns had a better record after the All-Star break than the Jazz for the back half of the season. Mm-hmm. The Jazz... Um, I think probably they had a bit of a Donovan Mitchell ankle injury. He missed That's a few right. games. I, yep. I just think the Suns were incredibly healthy. Yeah. Um, you know, which to right. kind of boost their their record. Um, you would expect Aiden to take a step up from last regular season, even though the playoffs he looked pretty solid. Um, but I, I just think the whole injury aspect, surely these guys would slow down a bit coming off a finals appearance as well. So for that reason, I decided to just go with the Jazz above them. All valid points. Yeah, no, definitely. Um uh, that, that's that's a good point there with the health of the Phoenix Suns. You've got to sort of factor in, you know, Chris Paul's been healthy for the last couple of years, but, you know, at his age, it, that might come to a stop this year. You don't, you never know. Let's talk about the play-in tournament in the West. Who have you got there, um, 7 through 10? So I had the Nuggets at 7. I have the Clippers at 8. I have the Timberwolves at 9 and the Pelicans at 10. Ooh, a couple of, couple of new faces in there. Um, <laughs> I agree with one of them. Uh, I've got... Oh, wow. That's, yeah. So a lot of disagreement. Yeah. Well, no, sorry. I agree with one of the new ones. I've got I've got a couple of okay. them. So I had, okay. I had the Warriors in at 7, so we flipped with the Warriors and Nuggets. Um, yep. I had the Timberwolves as well, at, but I had them at 8, ahead of the Clippers. Um, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm big on them this year, and I, I, I'm Me excited too. to see what they do. Uh, the Clippers, without Kawhi Leonard, I see them dropping down to this spot here. And then instead of the Pelicans, I've got the Memphis Grizzlies still just ticking along at that 10th spot, I think, with Jaron Jackson Jr. back in the mix. And some additions by subtractions, I think they'll still be a very solid team. Ja Morant, he's still going to be there. Not quite solid on the Pelicans yet. I am worried about Zion and his foot. So I'm not sure that they'll be able to get up this high. Let's maybe start with the Denver Nuggets versus Warriors. Were you close on these two? Like, are they, are they obviously they're six and seven, but uh, why, why did you go Warriors in the sixth spot over the Nuggets? Um, I, I definitely did flip and flop. And, and the deciding factor, even though I hate going up preseason, was the whole Jordan Poole effect. I kind of got convinced that this oh. guy is a, is a buller. Yeah. Maybe he will help some winning. Um, and the Nuggets still don't really have a point guard. I guess Jokic is their point guard. Yeah. So on, on that end, um, even though Jokic is as good as he is, he, he can get them into you know, at least a playing game at a, at a bare minimum. Um, but yeah, I just think, I think the Warriors with Steph Curry and with um, Draymond and with a healthy Clay coming back, um, even if he plays, you know, half the games when he gets back, he still will be a positive influence, I think, on this team. Yeah, look, uh, look, I, I kind of agree. I think Steph was playing out of his mind towards the end of last season. I, I've got like a bit of worry that that won't be able to be replicated. Um, so that's Man, why he's done it. He's done it like three or four years. I know he'll make me too, eat so my that's... words. He'll make me eat my words. He'll <laughs> he'll on. go another level. So that's, that probably you're probably right there. That's blasphemous me saying that. Um, but that's that was my reasoning. And and Jokic, I just think it's easier to win from your star being like a bigger bigger guy. But it's fucking Steph Curry, so I don't know. Uh, the Jordan Poole thing, it, it's, it's a big thing because you just, you've got someone else who can take some attention away from Steph. Cause when you just, everyone's just coming in at Steph and double teaming him and triple team, like it's, it's hard. He has to work very hard. So if you just got that one other guy who can, uh, go off a 30 on any night, um, it doesn't make a massive difference. So I, I, I don't mind it at all. And I, I was flip flopping between the two. Um, we're both pretty keen on Minnesota. Uh, let's let's touch on that for a little bit here. We both have them uh, in a play-in tournament. I've got them actually making the playoffs. Um, no changes in the off season, so we're just we're just thinking that they're getting better. We're expecting a Carl Anthony Towns to be healthy, a second year from Anthony Edwards. Um, I'm I'm big on Jaden McDaniels taking a step forward in his second year. So um, yeah, sounds like we're on board for the playoff Timberwolves. I'm 100% right. I, I'm actually a big fan. Um, Carlton Towns should be healthy this season. You got D'Lo, who I think will be such a good pick and pop. I think the offense between him and Cat will be huge. 
Um, you've got Malik Beasley, who put up 20 points a game, um, potentially as a six-man. If, if he starts, I mean, fair enough. It's the offense there is going to be so much lights out. You've got Patrick Beverly to be a bit of a lockdown defender, who does work in the regular season. Just yeah. rem- remember, he has been a starting point guard before. He will be probably coming off that bench to be a bit of a um, instigator, uh, just getting under people's nerves. That does help, honestly. You've got yeah. Anthony Edwards, who was averaging like 25 points a game after the All-Star break. Yeah. Pretty efficiently, too. He's, he is the closer. They actually have a closer. Um, this is a deep team. They've got a Kogi probably coming off the bench. McDaniels, who you mentioned, can be a bit of a defensive presence. Na- Nas Reed as well. I think yeah, that man yeah, is yeah. destined for like a, a Bobby, um, Bobby, big Bobby kind of playoff that, run. That's uh, a good that, call. I think, I think that's what Nas Reed is. He, yep. He's like that guy off the bench. He can do it all. So. Un- underrated uh, Nas Reed. We, don't, we never talk about him much, but he's a young player, still getting better every year. So, yeah, that's a good, good shout. Yeah, I think that is a good team. I think um, you have in the eighth seed. You know what? You convince me. I'm going to go eighth. I'm going to jot the Clippers down just like you. Oh, let's, let's go. go. <laughs> Hashtag uh, playoff Timberwolves. Let's go. Uh, we'll get it let's trending. Do it. Uh, and, and talk to me about the Pelicans. You've got the Pelicans. I've got the Grizzlies. Were the Grizzlies in consideration for you? Were they close at this point here? Or what, what are your thoughts on Pelicans making it? I actually think the Pelicans would take a step back. People don't realize um, that Valanciunas was the best player on that team. Yeah, the multiple Grizzlies, nights. Will, Grizzlies will take a step back. 100%. Yeah. Um, Valanciunas was their best player um, for like half of that regular season, to be honest. Job was great, but he's not on the team anymore. And that's for praise of Steven, who is good defensively, but not offensively at all. So I see them oh. taking a step back. I actually had Sacramento even above Memphis as okay. well. So I, I'd be back in, in this. If, um, if uh, Zion isn't healthy, I'd actually have Sacramento here at yeah. number 10. The, the, those were the three teams that I was considering as well. I think there's a clear nine, and then and then there's this tenth team, which I'm, I'm not too sure about. Um, so I like, and I get that. I think it, it to me it all comes down to Zion's health. If if Zion's healthy and he plays the vast majority of games, then then 100 they could be here. The team's definitely more built around him better. Um, I, I, I don't. I still don't understand why they let Lonzo Ball go. I, I think he is a perfect player to play alongside uh, Zion Williamson. I, I just I really rate Lonzo as a player. Um, so I, I question that. It would require players like Nikhil Alexander-Walker to step up um, and sort of Brandon Ingram to, to sort of uh, just keep well, doing Well, they've got doing. Graham as well just to fill yeah. some minutes. He's a good three-point shooter. He's um, a good floor spacer for Zion. And he's yep. not the traditional point guard, so they're going to put the ball in Zion's hands a bit more. But like I said, it all predicates around the fact that Zion's going to be healthy. He's had foot surgery this offseason. He, he's a 280-pound or whatever he is uh, man who jumps 45 inches vertical. Like... It worries me. It it just makes me concerned, uh, and for that reason, and and they should be cautious. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm just just worried. And and there's history of them being cautious with him, so it was enough for me to bump them down. And I think I think yeah, Valanciunas was good last year, but now you've got Jaron Jackson Jr. back, so it kind of like I think JJJ is better than Valanciunas, so I think it's a net win in that regard. Um, and I think that getting rid of Grayson Allen's, getting rid of um. Just a couple other uh, trash players and, and putting um, D'Anthony Melton in there a bit more. Uh, Desmond Baines taking a step up. Uh, I, I just think there's, there's some addition by subtraction on the Memphis Grizzlies to offset the loss of, of Valanciunas. Um, all right, but let's, let's, uh, let us know what you guys think. Who's making the playoffs? Give us your playoffs in the East and in the West. Um, who's your sneaky team that's going to make it in? It sounds like for us, it's the Minnesota Timberwolves that are making it into the Western Conference. So, uh, hashtag playoff Timberwolves. Let's go into the NBA awards. We're going to start with the big one. Um, we're going to have a top three here, and then we're going to say who we think is going to get it. So, let's go through the MVP first. Who is your top three without revealing who you think is going to win? Um, the, the thing altogether. 
I've gone a bit cliche here. I've gone Luca, Kevin Durant, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's my top okay. three. I've got I've got two of the same. I've got Luca and I've got uh, Kevin Durant. Um, but I'm also going instead of Giannis. I've got Joel Embiid in there as well. Um, factoring in the case that I, well, I, I think I made this list before the Ben Simmons news came out. But I don't think Ben Simmons is going to be on this team much longer anyway. So if they make it high into the the standings, it'll be on the back of Joel Embiid. Hopefully the health is there. The reason he wasn't there this past season was because he missed a few games. It was him and Jokic neck and neck. Um, so I've got him there. Um, Giannis, you've got him winning his third MVP. Do we do we think the, the media is going to give him that that award? Uh, is it sort of like a makeup for winning the championship last year? Is that is that your reasoning? Um, I, look, I, I am giving it to Giannis. He's my number one here. Okay. And, and I, I think it is because... They couldn't give him three in a row. They, they couldn't do that. Right. It's in the um, row. It, it, it was the consecutive yeah, thing. They, they couldn't They couldn't do that. But look, now he's, he's won his championship. Everyone's going to have a bit of a high. Like, yeah. oh, dude, Giannis, he beat yeah. Kevin Durant, even though Kevin Durant stood in the line. It was so close. Yeah. Um, but I think in the regular season, uh, Buck's obviously going to win a lot of games. So I'm going to go Giannis. Um, I think we've all, the media have softened off a bit because it, it's not three in a row. It's just three total. <laughs> Fair enough. I, that, that is a different narrative. I, I do agree with that. That does sound a little bit better. Um, and, and I think he's deserving. He's an excellent player. I think he's like a top 15 player all time, pretty much. Um, I, I'm i giving the award to Kevin Durant. I think Kevin Durant's my, my guy. I think if the Nets, we both have them at the two spot. Um, we I'm assuming you did this too, but I was assuming that Kyrie Irving wasn't playing this season. I still think that they can get to the two seed. And I think Kevin Durant, to me, I said this in the playoffs last year, he's the best player in the world. And I think there was a lot of that sentiment going around um, at the time. And like you said, toe on the line. He nearly made the NBA Finals. So uh, I think he's going to be out with a point to prove. He's off that, that... Last year, he did that the season after he tore his Achilles. Um, so he's got one one year under his belt. I think he's got a lot to prove, so that that's my pick for Kevin for MVP. But one of the hardest awards to pick uh, last year, we definitely wouldn't have picked Jokic uh, to to win the award. I don't think he was really on anyone's radar. So we'll see, we'll see how it all goes. Let's go over to Defensive Player of the Year. Give us your one, two, three here, Cal. Right, um, in no particular order, we're going with Giannis again. He's on he's on the board. Um, Bam Adebayo and Anthony Davis. Don't tell me you're giving me a back-to-back. <laughs> oh, no, it will be back-to-back, but another another uh, dual award. All right, I'll, I'll go through. I've got two of the same. I've got Anthony Davis and I've got Bam Adebayo, but I've also got you know the the reigning defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert, in, in the list. I think if there's any award... I think people that, are off Rudy. I think they're off him. Like, Terrence Mann has tore him up. That's true. That's true. I, I do think that, yeah, that, that came through in the playoffs. Um, I just think he's, he's just a... He's so easy just to put put his name in there, uh, and look, he's he's an excellent defender. Like he he really really is. Um, who who do you have winning this award? I, I actually have Anthony Davis winning this award, and and I think the defense at the Lakers is probably going to be pretty bad. But unless if it is good, you got Frank Vogel's defensive minded guy. I think Anthony Davis will get most of the praise if that does happen, and and they're going to win games. Um, he's a big guy. He's, he's probably should have won it. Maybe, um, Giannis kind of stole one from him. Potentially it went both. It was 50, 50. I had Giannis. I'm going to give it to him this year. Uh, I agree with you. I, I think that Anthony Davis will win this award. Uh, he's playing center. And I think that that is going to just put him close to the basket. I think his blocks are going to come back up. You've got, um, the turntile that is Russell Westbrook, who's just going to be letting people go past him and he's going to be blocking their shots. So he's going to be 
getting better defensive stats because of that reason. And if they are good defensively, it'll be on the back of Anthony Davis because LeBron and basically the rest of that team is not <laughs> not defensive-minded. Uh, so I think Anthony Davis, he, he's got my bet to, to win uh, Defensive Player of the Year this year. Let's head over to Rookie of the Year. Um, I think we'll have a fun debate with this one. Give me, give me your three top three rookies. I think we might have the same top three, and, and then we'll, we'll debate the winner. Um, so you've got uh, Cunningham, Green, Suggs. Yes, I've got the two Jalen's and and uh, Kate Cunningham as well because I, I think that's that's fair. Maybe Evan Mobley's in the mix as well. I think there's a clear top four. Um, Scotty Barnes m- m- might get in there, but I think I think the, these guys guards obviously shine a bit earlier in their career. They're all going to have uh, opportunity, which is very key to win this award. Who do you have winning this award? I've got the Ferrari in Jalen Green. The Ferrari, okay. Uh, that's a nickname I decided to give him just now. Is that something um, you've he heard, or is that is that just the, the Callum McMullen just dubbing that nickname? No, I'm, I'm going to dub it right now. Okay, um, that that should be his nickname. He is smooth as as they come. Um, I, I think that you know you could go with the Cade Cunningham, who is like a nice I don't know nice Mercedes, but I'm going to go the Ferrari and Jalen Green. <laughs> okay, yeah, we've got we've got the Mercedes <laughs> versus Ferrari uh, comparison here. I, I don't mind it. I, I'm going Cade Cunningham. Uh, I think. He probably is the odds-on favorite, number one pick. I think that I actually looked at the odds and they're, they're tied. Really, they okay. are tied. But Jalen Green and K coming in uh, on sports bet, which is a big one in Australia, they're yes. three and a half dollars each. Okay, interesting. I, I think it is close. I think obviously, I think um, Jalen Green might have the points over Cade, but I think Cade's going to do more elsewhere with assists, rebounds. It's all about steals. points, or yeah, the year, man. I know, I know points. Points is, <laughs> points is the the big draw card, so you might be right, but. I don't know. Do people care like how much they impact winning with Rookie of the Year? If they don't, then maybe Green does have the the edge. He he's been. I think he's a bit up and down as well. I think Cade's a bit more consistent um, than than Jalen Green. So we've seen uh, Green go off in the preseason, but we've also seen him have a few stinkers. So I don't know. Maybe maybe the inconsistency might be the the card. Although we haven't seen Cade at all yet, so I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen there. Are you are you feeling fairly strong? Like are you are you like yeah, it's green. I'm, I'm pretty confident. I'm, really? I'm yeah, putting I'm money on green. You're you're a dynasty owner. That's that that's why though. You're you're, you're all about it. <laughs> I was always pretty high on him. I always said I'd be um, considering him over Cade yeah. uh, at the draft anyway. I do I do remember so. you saying that. So uh, that's fair enough. Plant your flag. We'll we'll see we'll see who's there at the end of the year. We'll um we'll come back to this one uh, and and see how we go. Take that for data. Okay, uh, let's go on to most improved player. Definitely some fantasy ramifications uh, for this award um, and who we think can be like a breakout uh, candidate uh, you can draft in fantasy basketball and get some good boosts. But most improved player, give me your top three. Um, I, in no particular order, I've got Jordan Poole, Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Kevin Porter Jr. So two juniors in there. Yeah, a few juniors in there. I've. Uh, it's funny, I've got... I've got one that's the same, and then two that are different. So we've got we've got a total of five players here. I'll run through mine. I've got uh, Jordan Poole as well. I've got uh, Darius Garland, and I've got OG Ananobi as uh, my other MIP. Um, so our our shared. I'll, I'll reveal my my winner for this award, which I'm surprised. Uh, looking at your list here, you don't have. Um, but I've got Jordan Poole being the most improved player. And I think I think he... I'm fairly confident with this one. Uh, I don't know what his odds are. I haven't checked. I think I checked a few... I think it was like last week or something. I checked the odds for him and he was paying very well. I should have put some money down on. Um, but I think it's obviously changed recently. Um, uh, who do you have winning this award? 
Um, I actually have uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Really? Uh, kinda, I'm not thinking about it contradicts my not having Memphis in the top 10 pick. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but I think he's kind of due for a blowout season. He is a bit of a unicorn. Um, maybe he plays, I don't know. I, I just think, I think this is his year. And for that reason, I've gone with him. Look, you know, I love Jaron Jackson Jr. I was, maybe I was a year too early last year in drafting him my fantasy team. But, um, you know, it left a bit of a sour taste in a lot of people's mouth with the, the way they handled the injury. So uh, I, I don't necessarily know. It's, it's hard because you say most improved. Like, are we comparing his stats from like two years ago or last year when he only played like 24 minutes a night? It's, it's, it's a bit of a weird one. Um, what are your thoughts on some of my other players that I picked into this uh, draft with Darius Garland and OG Ananobi? They're pretty on brand for me. Uh, a couple of players that I'm I'm pretty keen on, and I, don't, I know that you're not as keen on. So I, I understand why we differ here. But do you think that they're a chance? Did you consider them at all as as most improved candidates? Uh, I definitely did Garland. He was probably number four on my list okay. just because he, he, he. I think he should take a good jump. Yeah. Um, so so he he's definitely is there for me. OG. Um, not as much. I don't like. He was still putting up pretty good stats last season. I don't see him taking a huge leap. I just see him steadily getting better. I see him taking. agree with. Yeah, I see him taking that like good player to great player uh, jump, which is like that Luka Doncic jump from a couple of years ago. Uh, maybe not that kind of level, like a Pascal Siakam jump when yeah, he's most improved. Yeah, yeah, like that good player to. All right, now you're all stars close to all-NBA kind of level um, is the, the kind of jump I see him playing. Because he wasn't an all-star last year. Um, I think he, I, I think he'll get an all-star nod this year um, if I'm just forecasting ahead. But not quite enough to... I think those those types of players are hard to actually win the award, which is why I've got Jordan Poole. Because Jordan Poole, no one knew who Jordan Poole was last year. And he's already generating buzz uh, in the preseason. Um, so, yeah, I think... I'm surprised you didn't have him as, as your number one, number one pick. We're both keen on him on fantasy. Yeah, look, maybe look. I could be persuaded. This one I was pretty close to. Even Kevin Porter Jr. I did actually quite yeah. like. So he, he is a good one. He he showed some flashes. He he had a fifty point game last year, but obviously the inconsistency was there. John Wall's no longer playing for this team. He's still there, but not playing. Um, so obviously he's going to have the green light there to put up a bunch of shots. Um, so he he was someone I definitely consider. All right, last one we're going to touch on today, guys. We are talking about the sixth man of the year award. I, I always hate projecting this this award at the start of the season because I have no idea who's coming off the bench and, and what teams are going to look like and shit like that. So um, I, I'd never put money on this one because it's the least confident I am. But I'll throw out my my candidates. I've got Jordan Clarkson, De'Anthony Melton, and I've also got Tyler Hero on my list there. Callum, who, who do you have? Do you have any crossovers there? Look, I, I do also have Jordan Clarkson, Tyler Hero. Okay. Um, my third guy in there is Terrence Mann. Okay. So you've got Terrence Mann. I've got DeAnthony Melton. Uh, you, you touched on Terrence Mann uh, previously in our fantasy videos, but you think he's coming off the bench the entire year? You don't think he's getting into the starting lineup or anything like that? I, I think with um, I think the lineup is to some degree set a bit. There will be some injuries, which helps with your six man. You need him to start a few games, but I, I do think that Bledsoe has that starting point guard role. Yeah. Uh, I can see Terrence Mann closing out games, though. Um, that's yeah. the main thing. Yeah, I, I can see that, too. And and he, he's, he's a fun pick. I I don't think I necessarily considered him, but hearing his name, I, I, don't, I don't hate it at all. Uh, like I said, I don't really love trying to predict this pick at this point of the year because I have no idea how rosters are going to... and lineups are going to shake out one month into the season. Um, I think... For me, the winner on this list here uh, for me is Tyler Hero because I think I've seen him. Uh, look, I could give it to Jordan Clarkson. He he might be the the more obvious choice because they kind of 
pigeonhole the same player in this award. It seems like Jamal Crawford and and those kind of types, and Jordan Clarkson's the latest version of that. But Tyler Hero fits that mold with the the scoring, shooting slash point guard. Uh, that they love to give this award to, and I think he's going to take another step forward. He's comparing himself to some big names. I don't know if you saw on Twitter today, uh, he was comparing himself to like Luca and all these guys, and it says he should be mentioned right up atop there. I wouldn't go that far, Tyler Hero, but but I think he's going to have a good year, and I think he's coming off the bench behind Butler and Kyle Lowry, so I think he's going to um, get a lot of interest for this six-man award. Yeah, well, look, Tyler Hero was my guy. That's why I picked to win the award. Uh, Ooh, I think okay. he can do it. Um, he, he should get the points. He's looking amazing in preseason, by the way. He, he obviously is a six-man role. I think that's what, when you do want to make bets for these, just like Jordan Clarkson last season, you want to lock in a guy who is just, he's set for the six-man role, yeah. and, and that's what he was. Um, so, look, I'm all, all in on um, Tyler Hero. I will mention, though, um, I obviously, I look, I called Jordan Clarkson last season. I, I said before the season, this man has yeah. six men written all over him. Yeah. I put a bet on him. He won me a good amount of money. Um, so thank Fair you enough. for that, Jordan Clarkson. This year, I might be putting a little bit on Tyler Hero, but I still will be putting some on Clarkson as well because yeah. that man, once again, is built for the six-man role. It's, I think yeah. it's between them two. Um, obviously, things can change. Yeah, I, I think those are the two I was considering. Uh, Dante Melton, I kind of threw in there because uh, I think he's a really good player and I think he's going to come off the bench. I don't necessarily think he fits this mold because he's got that defensive side and people don't take that into account for this award for some odd reason. Um, but yeah, I think... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm comforted by the fact that you've got Tyler Hero here uh, as well as me uh, being the uh, six-man uh, predicting master that you are. So uh, I feel better about my pick now. Uh, let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's throw one of these on it if you guys want to uh, chuck a bet on for the awards. I think that's going to be our... Uh, Guarantee! Uh, for, for, for these award picks, the one that we probably uh, agree on the most. Uh, I also really do like Jordan Poole as a most improved candidate, although I, I would have to check his... The odds on that, because I think they're coming in very, very quickly on that one. Uh, All right. Well, that will do it for us today, guys. Last podcast before the season starts. Uh, We are taking, or I'm taking a week off um, when the season starts. So we will be doing some fantasy basketball podcasts during the season, um, but just maybe not after the first few days. Maybe a week into the the season, we'll we'll come at you with some waiver wire pickups, some buy lows, sell highs, uh, stash candidates, uh, what you should be doing when the season starts, uh, and things like that. All that content will be coming. Um, If we're off social media for a little bit, we're just kicking up our feet after the season starts, watching some basketball, but uh, anything major happens, we'll be on there, letting you guys know, um, giving our fantasy takes. Make sure you are subscribed. We are continuing this um, all season long, so make sure you're subscribed, like the video, share with your mates, and uh, we will catch you guys next time. Good luck with your fantasy basketball drafts if they're happening late. Let's go. Let's go.